Uncovering your truth and fire, one conversation at a time. This is the Spitfire Podcast. The Spitfire Podcast is brought to you by the Spitfire Coach based in Washington, D.C. If you want to put the fun back in your business or the passion back in your career, head on over to spitfirecoach.com, schedule a 15-minute discovery call, and see how you can inject that fire back in your life. Now, today is going to be a little different. I don't have a guest today. It's just me. I am going solo, and I have done this before, but not like this the same way. I'm going to be a little reflective. Uh, Last night, I had my book launch for Spitting Fire, Your Guide to Reignite and Maintain Your Passion at Home, Work, and Beyond. I'm still cleaning up, putting things away, trying to make sense of my life and declutter. But I just wanted to take this time to reflect because a lot of times we have these really big milestones and goals and events and we don't take the time to reflect back on what it meant to us and and how important it was and maybe some hidden lessons that are in there. Um, I've been spending some time this morning just thinking about it and just being super grateful and also seeing, you know, some areas to improve. Um, But really, I'm going to absorb all the positivity that was there last night. Uh, I have done events before in the past. I used to run events for 12 years in the association world, and this was a very unique event for me. Uh, This was the first time where I was the focal point of the event, where I was selling a book, where people were coming to hear me, and I thought that it was going to create more stress on me. I thought that it was going to be a source of anxiety Uh, Last year, I put on an event called the Spring Cleaning Summit, and I had some friends speak with me, and I found myself panicking uh, really the day before and couldn't put together a presentation and, you know, had an ugly cry with my mom. And I realized that with that event, I had so much attached to the outcome and what it meant to me as a business owner, an event planner, uh, and and as a coach. Uh, The numbers were not where I wanted them to be, and I over estimated how many people were coming and when it came down to it nobody really cared and I had worked myself up to the judgment of what I thought other people were going to think of me that I had taken myself out of it and when the day of the event came it was great we had you know 30 people there who were completely engaged but I was more worried and couldn't really enjoy myself to the fullest extent so when I thought about this book event in 2.0. The first event was originally scheduled for July 10th, which was going to be a preview event because I wanted to put a speaking reel together. And the universe spoke louder than my wants and demands. Uh, The space was not going to be available by July 10th. And they asked if we could push it back to August, which ended up being fantastic. But in the moment, my little inner critic that is birthed out of MacGyver and make it happen and fix it, went into hyperdrive of trying to find an alternative space to make that event happen. And after four days of really not sleeping and exhausting myself, I hit that brick wall and had a full-on anxiety attack at the middle of the night, two in the morning. And I woke up and I committed to myself that this was going to be fun, it was going to be on my terms, and it was going to be based in the principles that I coach around Uh, I ended up not taking my own advice, and that was what ultimately led me into feeling really crappy, not taking care of myself and judging myself. You know, what are other people going to think of me because I'm not doing an event? So we pushed it back a month and a half, and the preview event ended up becoming the book launch, which is pretty freaking incredible. I was in no way, shape, or form ready for a book launch in July, 
But just having those additional six weeks allowed me to create a reverse engineered plan of attack. I went and hired proofreaders and editors and I watched YouTube videos and I learned how to design book covers and I went through the process on CreateSpace and created a design for for the company for the I'm sorry for the book and I developed the proofs and that was the biggest high for me of actually seeing what I produced. You know, to have the proof delivered in book format to me uh, and it was awesome. And I got the books in hand on August 6th with more than enough time and actually had to reorder because we pre-sold so many. But what's been really incredible has been the outpouring of support and I was ready to receive it. See, before last year, even though I was coaching all these people on how to ask for help and support and expand your network, I wasn't, I wasn't taking my own advice. I was very much in the DIY, make it happen, it's all up to me mode And that's what led me down to the rabbit hole. And this time, if people offered to help, I took it. And if people didn't offer to help, I asked them. If I knew that they had amazing resources, I was like, hell yeah, let's do this. So in the process of all of this, all these people started coming out of the woodworks. We had Sip City, who's been on a past episode of of the podcast. They're great friends. They were always on board and super excited and willing to help and connect any way they could. I happened to just be walking down the street in my neighborhood and I ran into the publisher of a magazine who puts on events and I told her what I was up to and she asked if we needed beer and wine and I said, hell yeah. So we had free beer and wine at this event and then I thought, hmm, we need something sweet. So we're going to have a future guest from the company Milkworthy. She makes the most bomb cookies. I can't eat them because they have flour in them. I'm waiting for my gluten-free recipe. But I heard that they are amazing. There's these million-dollar chocolate chip cookies. But she was totally on board too. Basically, anyone I asked, they showed up. And the people that couldn't show up wanted to be there, and I understand. But I knew that the people that were in the room were there and wanted to be there. And that was what was so amazing about last night. In past events, I don't know if any of you have had this happen, let's say you put a birthday party together or a happy hour and you're doing a head count of people who aren't there and you're not really appreciating the people who have made the time to come there. You're just thinking about who didn't show up and why didn't they show up and what's their story and you end up taking yourself out of that moment and I vowed to myself that I wanted to be fully present last night. I was doing a speaker reel recording, so I had video cameras, and I knew that when I show up 100% present, 100% me, there's nothing that can stop me. And if I was focused on all the people who canceled last minute or who didn't come that say they were going to come, I would have been out of the moment. I would have been thinking about them, and it was all about me. And that's the time when it can be all about you. When the focus is on you, do whatever you need to do in order to feel powerful. So key things that I learned from last night, ask and receive help. That was huge. I had someone help me take the boxes over. I mean, we had 36 bottles of wine, probably about 100 books. It was insane. And if I had thought that I was going to lug all of these over there on my own in an Uber, I would have been exhausted and pissed off and frustrated. And I would have not shown up as my best self when I was presenting. So that was one aspect. Then I had people ask, hey, do you need help with check-ins? Absolutely. Everyone at Mindspace was pitching in. We had a whole assembly line of gift bags. I did a nice little time lapse of it. They were setting up chairs. They were getting ice. 
everybody was coming in and my past self would have been like, don't worry about it. I'm going to go run down the, go run down to CVS in my heels and jumpsuit and go get a bag of ice. But this time I said, no, I'm going to let you take care of that. And actually they told me, you sit down, you don't do anything. The other piece is I had my friend Deborah introduce me and originally I was like, well, I'm just going to do this talk. But I wanted her to be there to hype the room up. And that's what she did. I think she actually said that I that I make life my bitch, <laughs> which now that I think of it, isn't so far off. I mean, I probably make life my best friend more than my bitch because I don't really want to smack it around too much. It'll be nice and hug it out. But she really set the tone for me to come in and feel super confident. When I felt that roar of applause, I knew that it was going to be a great event. So the event goes on. I start to speak. And when I tell you that I don't remember what I said, but I know it was awesome, that is the truth. I had notes, but I didn't use them. I knew that I wanted to tell the raw story that makes me me, which is the story of me becoming a coach. And if you look back on past episodes where I think it's episode one and then maybe episode 30, where I'm talking about it, where I hit that wall and just knew that I had to become a coach. That's a very personal story to me, but I knew that if I wanted people to be there in the room with me, I had to share something with them. And it ended up being awesome. Like people were like nodding along, they're applauding, they're yelling out things, and they were just there and ready to play. And then I made someone sit on the hot seat. And we turned it into a fun exercise on energy boosters and suckers. And it ended up then transitioning into a discussion on values. And people really got it. They were able to see themselves in this person. They were able to apply the lessons from the book immediately into their everyday life. And that's really why I wanted to write this book. It's not to be the next best-selling author. And if that happens, that's awesome. But I want people to have a resource and a tool that they can turn to when they're not feeling great, when they're feeling a little off, but maybe they don't have the resources to hire a coach or they don't feel comfortable talking to someone else. But they know that if they just do a couple things, they can get back on track. So this is really... You can stick it in any bag. You can have it, you know, on your coffee table or you can have it in your bedside table. But at any point, you can pull this out and turn to a section either on self-care, a motivation or in your passion and get in touch with the things that make you feel powerful. And I also wanted people to connect. Last night, you know, people came from all different walks of my life. Uh, I had people that I've known for almost 12 years. I've had people that I worked with in my last job, my first job, people that I just met, people who I never met. And they all showed up and they were talking to each other and mingling and probably will work together in the future. And that is the power of the Spitfire. Because when you're fired up and you're acting as your best self, then you become the magnet for all of that positive energy. So that's really what I'm super excited about of all the relationships that are going to be built from the seed that was planted last night. So hopefully when I see the footage, it's exactly how I imagined it. It's going to be super on point and and fluid and clear. And I really tried to pace my speech because apparently I get a little excited and I talk like a machine gun, but I was really conscious about that. And I hope that it turns into a really amazing speaking reel and turns into even more opportunities. The really big piece that I learned from this, and and I realized this as I was giving the speech and I, and I made a point of saying it, is that I used to use writing a book 
as the excuse to why I wasn't a public speaker. And then I realized I never needed a book. I never needed it. I could just go and talk and be a public speaker. I could motivate and inspire people without a book. Now, the book helped to have an excuse to speak and to get people in the room, but I never needed it. And I'm so glad that I stopped making excuses about why I wouldn't write the book and why I wouldn't speak. And now that chapter has passed. I'm in the new phase of I'm a fucking author, I'm a fucking public speaker, and I'm a fucking damn good business coach. And there's nothing that any anyone can say that will take that away from me. The proof is already out there. It's documented. I have witnesses. So I want you to think about what is that block or excuse that you're using that prevents you from getting to the next phase or next level. It could be a book. It could be a certification. It could be a relationship or a connection with someone. It could be a website. It could be a business card. But whatever it is, what is it really that you're afraid of that's preventing you from doing it? Because all of these things can be dealt with with time, money, or expertise. So it's up to you to discover what's blocking you from getting to that next point in your life and why it's important to you. And if you have trouble, reach out because other people can usually see things a little bit more objectively than you. And the people that are really important to you will ask you questions that help you think deeper. And if you don't, then definitely pick up a copy of the book and join one of our Spitfire Circles coming up. We're all about supporting each other and helping to break through all of that clutter that keeps you from your power. I want to thank you for listening in. This is a shorter format tonight, but I wanted to make sure that I capture this amazing moment that I'm going to remember for always, not just because I have a video and amazing photos, but because it's made such an important imprint on my heart uh, from the people around me and from me just believing in myself a little bit more. Yes, even Spitfires need to be reminded how awesome they are. And you all are Spitfires out there. And I want to just remind you to keep spitting that fire. If you want to go pick up a copy of Spitting Fire, your guide to reignite and maintain your passion at home, work, and beyond, you can now get it at Amazon. That's right. So if you type in Spitting Fire, it should come up. You might have to put book after it. You can also go to my website, spitfirecoach.com book. Pick up a copy. It's available on Prime Shipping. Uh, If you want to get a copy from me, just send me a message and we can take care of that and I'll sign it for you. But I'm just so happy that this is here, that you guys are listening in, and we have some really exciting news coming up for our September episodes that I can't wait to share with you all. But keep spinning that fire. Keep being awesome. Keep sharing this good stuff. Leave a review for us on Apple Podcasts. Sign up on our Facebook group. Keep up the awesome work and send us the spitfires. Keep being awesome, guys.